0: Today we are in part two of the series that we started last Sunday. It's going through the book of Malachi. And we are going through the series called um, Going Through the Motions. And what our focus is in this series is we're going to look at a number of different areas of our lives. We're going to look at some different areas of the church. Um, We're definitely going to look at the book of Malachi and how God spoke to the people through Malachi the prophet. And one of the things that you found him was, what you found with God is he was really frustrated with how a lot of the people in the, 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 uh, the temple and the people of Israel were just going through the motions. And last week we looked at, you know, when it came to their worship. They, they went to the temple, they, they offered their sacrifices, they, they would do those things, but they just went through the motions. There, there wasn't this reverence. They, they made their sacrifices they offered their sacrifices, but they didn't do it with reverence. You know, so they, just, they just went through the motions. They um, simply, you know, did the things that they needed to do. But they sort of offered God their leftovers. And it's like they had better animals at home to sacrifice, but they would bring God their lame animals. They would bring God the animals that had diseases. And, and this really upset God because He didn't want them to bring... They're leftovers. And and so I think sometimes we can do the same thing, and so we wrestled with that last week a little bit. We asked the question at the end of last Sunday is, are we any better? When it comes to us worshiping God, when it comes to us serving Him, are we giving Him our leftovers? Or are we giving Him our best? And I love, man, one of the greatest things you can do for your pastor is share how sermons or different things in the church have not just been good or whatever, but how they have impacted your lives. And I have received a number of emails and, and comments and, and conversations with people who that little concept of giving God your leftovers has, has impacted many of you. And it's been, that's been wonderful. And today we want to continue on with that. Today we want to continue looking at how sometimes in our lives we can go through the motions in different ways and what we want to look at today is in the area of honoring our commitments all of us in this room have at some point made a commitment all of us in this room this is not something that's for us only for Christians this is for every single one of us we have in some way in our lives we've made commitments and we want to focus this morning on the commitment that we have made made to Jesus so for us as Christians We've made a commitment to Jesus. We've maybe made a commitment within the church. We're going to serve in some area. But this is not something that applies only to those of us who are Christians. If you're here today and you're not a believer, I guarantee you, you have made a commitment somewhere in your life, even though you're not a Christian, and even though it has nothing really to do with your relationship with God, but you've made a commitment to stop certain habits. You've made a commitment to start doing certain things that you weren't doing before. You've maybe made a commitment, and you were all fired up, and you're giving it your all. But now all of a sudden you find yourself, you're just kind of going through the motions. You're, you're not really as passionate about that commitment. You're, you're not really honoring that commitment the way that you once were. It may be possible that today you, you are here, and you made a commitment to serve in a certain area. You, you made a commitment to volunteer somewhere. And, and when you first started, man, you were so excited you're giving it your all. You showed up early. You, you, know, you went above and beyond what was asked of you. But if you're thinking through your life right now, maybe you're like, yeah, that's not exactly how I feel anymore about the area that I'm volunteering. And, and the beauty with what I'm speaking about today is, like last Sunday, no one needs to tell you whether or not this is happening in your life. You know no one needs to tell you that you're just going through the motions in your worship or you're just going through the motions and when it comes to serving or whatever, whatever it may be. This is something that we all know immediately. We don't have to have someone tell us. So what we want to do instead is we want to hear today, how does God feel about when we do not honor our commitments? And what do we do if we find ourselves going through the motions of the commitments that we've made And I think that this morning, again, is going to be a very, very good for all of us. So we're going to dive into Malachi chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, um, turn to Malachi chapter 2. We're not going to go through the entire chapter today, but we're going to read a good chunk of this chapter because in this chapter, you see right at the beginning, there is this strong admonition towards the priest. God is not pleased with the priest because they have been placed in the temple for a very specific purpose. Here's something that I think is true for every single person in the room. That all of us have either at one point or another broken a commitment that we've made, or we have had at least a commitment that was made to us broken by someone else. I think nobody in this room today, and nobody listening later on, and nobody watching this later on, can say that they have no idea what a broken commitment looks like. You and I, we have all in some way in our lives either broken a commitment that we've made or we've had a commitment broken to us by someone. So turn in your Bibles to Malachi chapter 2, verse 1. And this is God speaking through Malachi, and he's obviously speaking immediately to the priest, and we're going to unpack this in a little bit, but let me read it for us. Verses 1. And now, you priests, this warning is for you. <clears throat> if you do not listen, if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed you, because you have not resolved to honor me. So God addresses first, hear the priest. And... Clearly, God is not too pleased with these guys. Because these priests had made a commitment. And now they are not honoring that commitment. So let's ask the question for a bit. Who are these priests? Now, we could spend a long time looking at that and explaining all of that. But let me just give you a very, very basic um, definition or outlook on who these priests are. The priests were the ones who served in the temple... To help the people with their sacrifice. To help the people perform their sacrifices and the rituals and the acts. And they acted as mediators between man and God. So you would come and you would bring your sacrifice to the temple. And the priests would take your sacrifice and they would um, help you in this act of worship through sacrifice and an atonement for sin and, and different sacrifices that you were to make. This means that they were responsible for offering the divine appointed sacrifices to God, for uh, for executing the different procedures and ceremonies leading to the worship of God, and for being representatives between God and man. The priests were there to lead the people spiritually. In a way, you could say they were your church staff members. They were there as your church volunteers, as, as the people, in a sense, who were placed in a special place of authority to make sure that when the people came, that they were worshiping God and that they were going through what God wanted them to do. And clearly God is not happy with these priests, excuse me, with these priests in how they are fulfilling the commitment that they had made. So let's keep reading. Verse 3, Because, you, because of you I will rebuke your descendants. I will... Smear on your face the done from your festival's sacrifices, and you will be uh, carried off with them. And you will know that I have sent you this warning, so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace. And I gave them to him. This called for reverence, and he revered me, and and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness, and turned many from sin. When he mentions Levi here, he's, he's reminding them of the priests, where the priests came from. They came from the tribe of Levi. This was the tribe where Aaron was from, the first priest. He was appointed as priest, in the, de- in the wilderness when he was traveling with Moses and leading the people out of Israel. And God is now reminding these priests of how important their place is. He gives them a picture of what a true priest's duties are. This is someone who gives true instruction. Someone who says nothing false. Someone who walked in peace and uprightness and turned people from their sin. This was the role of the priest. This was the commitment that the priest had made. They were there to guide the people who came to worship and who were seeking God. This was their commitment. This wasn't something that they hadn't signed up to. They knew as priests what they had committed themselves to. But now, here they are, not honoring the commitment that they've made. And the people of Israel are following in their path. The people of Judah, with the priests leading the way, had failed to keep their covenant agreement with God. They treated God with disrespect. They dishonored His name. They treated the sacred sacred things as common. They turned away from God's law, disobeying His commandments. And this warning is clear. Failing to honor your commitment will damage your personal testimony, impact your success in life, and strain your relationship with God. Now on the flip side, when a person honors their commitment, they will follow through on what they've committed to. And they will be true to their word regardless of the circumstances. These priests have long abandoned their commitment, and it is having a very negative impact not only on them, but also on the people. The priest failed in their responsibility to teach God's law. The priest, in turn, failed to revere God, to receive his word, to live differently than those of other people, or non believing neighbors, non believing um, um, other, other people groups. And the result was that they disregard for God was a was a concern even in their marriages. Five times in the book of Malachi, chapter 2, the word faithless is used. Sometimes this is translated as breaking faith or, or uh, to deal treacherously. Simply speaking, they did not honor their commitment. They, they failed to keep their promise and they broke their vows. The word faithless here uh, has the idea of uh, pillaging something intended to remain protected, and is tied very closely to another word that is used in this in this section, is the word covenant. So, there's constant use between the word faithless and the word covenant. A covenant was a solemn and a binding a mutual agreement between two parties. When one party failed to fulfill his covenantal obligation, the, the covenant was now broken. And so now the other person was no longer obligated to keep their part of the bargain and that's a little bit where God is saying now because you have broken your covenant because you have broken your commitment I'm no longer obligated to keep mine so let's keep reading because the the, the warning continues on in verse 7 for the lips of the priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is a messenger of the Lord almighty and people are instruct and people seek instruction from his mouth. But you have turned from the way, and your teachings have caused many to stumble. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people, because you have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. In verse 7, he again reminds them of what they ought to be doing. They are to preserve, to be messengers, to give instructions. But instead, they have not kept their commitment. They have not honored their commitment, are now a stumbling block for the people. In verse 7, 15, you will read this. He says, He tells the people to be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. He uses the words guard or uh, "guard" here, which means to hedge with thorns, or to protect by attending to. Now, obviously, uh, Malachi is speaking here, or God is speaking here of marriage, but the principle also applies to their commitments. When we make a commitment like the priest did, we are to hedge it with thorns. We are to make sure that it is attended to, that it is protected that it is something that we don't just go and make and then break within minutes because we don't really honor or we don't strive to protect the commitment that we've made. This is what God had to say to the priest. But like with the first series, I want us to now wrestle with the question, are we any better or are we any different in the commitments that we make today? You see, it's easy to make commit to something and then just go through the motions of that commitment you may say yes to serving but then after a while you're not so happy about serving and so yes you said yes to serving and and now you're serving but come on you know when you're just kind of going through the motions you're like okay you know what i signed up for this for two years i got two you know one year left to go and so i'll go and i'll get it done and i will finish my commitment i'll do my two years but if you're really honest with yourself, when you're there, you're not, you're not fully engaged. And this is what the priests were doing. They, they were doing their job. They were helping people sacrifice. They were accepting offerings. But but they had, they had no longer honored their commitment in the sense that they were concerned about what kind of sacrifices people were giving. And so they were accepting sacrifices, but people were bringing diseased animals. Now, if a priest was really honoring his commitment he would have looked at those people and said, you can't bring those kind of sacrifices. So you, there's a way that we can still honor our commitment, but here's something I want you to understand. Or Sorry, let me back that up. There's a way that we can go through the motions of our commitment, but here's something I want us to understand. That you can technically fulfill your obligation, but you haven't honored your commitment. You can technically fulfill your obligation but you haven't honored your commitment, And I think that this is where these priests were. They were fulfilling their obligation. They were doing what they were supposed to do in the sense of technically they were going through with it, but they were not honoring their commitment in the sense of taking to heart what they had said yes to doing. So again, the question is, are we any better what do you do when you find yourself going through the motions of the commitment that you've made? How do you break out of that cycle? What do you do today if you find yourself like these priests? You know, you're, you're going through the motions. You're, you're just doing technically. You're just going, fulfilling your obligations. But, but you're not really honoring your commitment. You signed up to work somewhere. And you were excited when you got the job and your boss gave you a role and he's like here's what i want you to do and and you're like okay i'm on it and you you started off strong but now maybe you haven't moved up in the company quite like you wanted and but the pr- truth is your responsibility is still the same and if you're not careful what you find yourself doing is you you find yourself fulfilling your obligation but you're not honoring your commitments maybe you're an employer you made a commitment to your employees. Are you filling your obligation, or are you commit, honoring your commitment? And I think this is something that, that we find here. God is frustrated with the priest because their hearts are not where it should be. They were You only honor your commitments with your heart. You can remove your heart from what you're doing, and you can get the job done But God's looking at these people and saying, do you not remember the commitment that you've made? Do you not remember the the incredible honor of what you have, the role, the responsibility that you have to the people? So what do you do when you find yourself going through the motions? I'll tell you what I see most people do. Most people, when they cannot honor their commitment, they take on more. Is this true for some of you? You struggle to keep up with something, and so you feel guilty, and you're like, oh, man, I was going to do this, and so oh, I can't really do that, and oh, I wish I didn't have to do that anymore. And so then you're like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign on to this as well. And then you, you, you find yourself involved in something else, and at first it kind of gives you some new life because it's something new and it's something different, and, and so you're like, okay, this is the fix. But then after a while you find yourself... You're just going through the motions of that as well. And what I find so often is people just jump from one commitment to the other, and they just add more and more and more, and all of a sudden they're sitting there and they're like, I can't keep up with any of this stuff. So what do you do when you find yourself just going through the motions of the commitments that you've made? I think the answer is so simple, just like last week that I think very often we just we think it's got to be something more profound. And, and maybe when I share it with you, you're going to be like, man, Pastor, you should have maybe studied a little bit harder. But here's, here's the answer, I think. To break out of the cycle of going through the motions to really honor your commitment, you have to see the big picture. I think that when we open our eyes to see the big picture, I think it's going to help us honor our commitments when we never stop to see the big picture of how our commitment may impact something far greater than just ourselves, it's simple then to just focus on ourselves, to look at only what we're doing, to see only what we're doing, and after a while, when we only see what we are responsible for and only see what we've committed to, when we kind of lose energy. And after a while, we're like, ah, you know, who cares? I'm not really getting anything out of this. But when we see the bigger picture, I think that's going to help us to break out of that cycle. Now, I want to be very careful here, but isn't this what Jesus did? Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's he's about to be arrested. But he never lost sight of the big picture. And so he prayed, and he said, God, if there is another way, take this cup from me. But not my will, but yours be done. See, Jesus never lost sight of the big picture. Now, Here again, I want to be careful. But what would have happened had Jesus also only focused on himself? And he would have only looked at his suffering. He would have only looked at the the, the severe um, trials that he was about to go through, that he was going to take on the sin of humanity. And he would have only focused on himself. Well, I don't even want to talk that way, because he didn't. But Jesus himself saw the big picture. He saw what he was doing. He saw the will of the Father. And because he never lost sight of the big picture, he followed through. You see, you're a leader here today. You're a small group leader, or you're a youth leader. And a lot of our children's people are in the basement right now working with kids, but let's just say you're a youth leader, and you've got this kid in your youth group. And he is driving you absolutely insane. And there are days, if it murder wasn't against the law, you would maybe have murdered this kid. Because you're just like, I cannot handle another day. You've gone home, and you have, you've been frustrated, you've maybe prayed and cried out to God, and you have often thought of resigning your position as a youth leader, because you just can't handle this kid anymore. And Sunday school teachers are like, I'll teach any class except for that class where that kid's in. And youth leaders are dropping and quitting. Junior youth leaders gave up. But you see, if you only focus on you, and you only focus on that kid, and you never look at the big picture, what you may never see is that one day this kid will be the lead pastor of the church that you now attend with your kids. Maybe you're a youth leader and you've got this young lady in your your youth group and you're kind of frustrated with her because she has so much more potential. She could do so much more with her life, but she struggles with her identity. She struggles to really understand who she is and she doesn't value herself as much as she should. And so if you only see that picture and you don't see the bigger picture that one day she'll be married to a lead pastor and she's going to be impacting other women, you'll be tempted to quit. You'll be tempted to give up. You'll be tempted to maybe just go through the motions. You'll you'll fulfill your obligation. You'll show up at youth nights, but you'll just be mad at this young lady, or you'll be mad at this young kid, but when you open your eyes to see the bigger picture, all all of a sudden you see how much more God can do. Let me pick on our video guys in the back and our sound people. And I'm not going to suggest that this is what they're doing, not at all. Okay, but I, they're just an easy crowd to, for me to use. They're sitting back there looking all pretty. Don't look, don't look. They're, they're always shy about that. Now they're waving. There you go. Let's just pick those guys. They're, they're always behind the scenes. You know, but they play a, a very important role. I think that job back there, running the media and running the sound and, and making sure the videos and the lights and all that stuff is on, if there is a job in this church that you could just easily go through the motions in, that would be maybe one of the jobs. You could show up, you could make sure things are on, you could make sure things are running, and, and you could, you know, just kind of eventually fulfill your obligation, but you know what, if it doesn't sound the best, who cares? If it doesn't quite get recorded the way they want it, it doesn't matter. As long as it's on. As long as people are happy. And you could just go through the motions. Again, I am not suggesting that they are doing this. So I don't want to get any emails saying, that was so rude that you pointed them out. That's not what I'm doing. I know them all well. But you see, imagine if those people in the back there would only see their part. Do you begin to see how easy it would be just to go through the motions? But what if they would see the big picture? What if they would see that in 2014, the three months that we started doing video presentations on our Vimeo account and on our website, that 24 different countries have been watching these videos, that over around close to 2,000 people have watched the videos, the videos alone of what we are making in this church, in the sermons. So it's recording right now. So let me just give a shout out to some of the places that are going to watch this later. We got China. We have Sweden. We have Israel. We have Belize. We have Brazil, Bolivia, France. I wish I could say something to you in French, but it would come out all wrong. We have Germany and a number of other countries, all of them watching the stuff that happens. In here, that's in three months in 2014. I trust that what you're hearing me today is speaking to your commitment, the commitment that you've made. And maybe it's not in the church, maybe it's somewhere else. And maybe, like these priests, you're finding yourself just going through the motions of that commitment. You're, you're yeah, you're fulfilling your obligation, but you know you're not really honoring your commitment. I want to challenge you today to see the bigger picture. Sure, volunteering somewhere is hard. Sure, being on a team that sets up chairs every week is hard. Sure, being on the maintenance team has its moments where it's like, oh, got to go do this again. Sure, being an usher, being on the finance team, being a, a small group leader in Sunday school, man, there are so many. Being in the women's ministry, being with the men's ministry, and you have your disappointments, and you have your your times that are great, and then your other times that are huge struggles, but if you only see your area, I can see why some of us lose our passion for what we're doing. And God is reminding these priestesses, I want you to remember back, you come from the tribe of Levi. You were the ones that I chose, and you committed to fulfilling this incredible role of bringing people into a, a time of worship, being the people that people would come and, and offer their sacrifice, and you would be the go-between between the people and me. You are the priest. And now, you're just going through the motions. Are we any better? I know for myself, I don't know how honest I should get here, but even as a pastor, every pastor will tell you there are days where you could just go through the motions. You can come up here, and you know what? I'll I'll be very honest with you. You can get so good at preaching that it can just kind of happen. And you know what? If this Sunday I just kind of got to stand here and read my notes and get through this thing, you could do that. You could fulfill your obligation but all the joy is gone in that. But I think that when you open your eyes and you see the way that God is using you in that area, I trust that no matter what area you have committed yourself to, no matter what area of service, or no matter what commitment that you have made, I trust that as you see the big picture and you see what God is doing and how you are part of what He's doing, that it will give you a new desire to not only fulfill your obligation, but to truly honor your commitments. Let's pray. Maybe some of you right now is, have your heads bowed. Maybe this is something you need to just spend a little bit of time with God on. And like I said at the beginning, no one, no one needs to tell you if you're doing this or not. You know. So I invite you right now just to just to have a few minutes here or just a moment here with God. And allow him to wrestle with your heart. Allow him to show you things that that maybe you haven't seen. So Holy Spirit, we invite you, because you know us. Holy Spirit, we invite you now to just Just convict us of the things that we may be aware of, but we've just become comfortable with. Holy Spirit, we don't want to be people that just go through the motions of serving you, but we want to be fully honoring and fully carrying out our commitment. We thank you for this incredible opportunity to be involved, to be the church, to have a relationship with you, Jesus. So I pray even, not just in the area of service, but I pray, Lord, even in the area of our our personal commitment to you. I pray that we wouldn't just go through that without honoring, fully honoring the commitment to take up our cross daily and follow you. So Lord, we just commit ourselves to you again, and we thank you. We thank you that you speak to us. And I pray that you would draw us in to that place where we would see all that you are doing around the world, and how beautiful it is that we can have a part in that, and that would then cause us to fully commit, to fully honor what you have called us to do. In Jesus' name I pray.